Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, I know it feels like a failure, but you know what, Doug? This was a pretty successful road trip in some ways. Um, but we, we paid a price out there on the road. It's nice to get home. We had some injuries. We had some sickness. We had some injuries and some sickness, and even a questionable coach's decision. Um, we had a franchise record nine-game win streak and 13-game point streak that we saw come to an end uh, in uh, Pittsburgh. Then we dropped three games in a row, but we also lost the most important game on the whole road trip, a huge four-point swing and a loss to the Oilers last night. Uh, tough end dropping three in a row and that's you know hence why it feels like a failure I think um, but we we stayed in the fight and and these guys played really hard on this road trip and and we came away with what six points uh, not a not a complete failure and uh, the, yeah the boys fought hard so what do you what do you think and how are you feeling Doug what's up everybody good evening JB it was a bit of a rough landing after such a strong, strong start on the road with wins in Buffalo, Washington, and Columbus for the team to have back-to-back -back losses in Pittsburgh and New York. And as you said, JB, the worst of all. Edmonton extends their winning streak to 12 games. McDavid yeah. just seems to be playing dirtier and dirtier. Mm. And uh, this just in, Yanni Gord was suspended for two games for the charging penalty on Matthias Ekholm with three and a half left in the game last night. So he will presumably sit it out for the games at home against Toronto and Chicago. Right. We've got St. Louis, Columbus, and San Jose to look forward to after that. So I'm curious what your predictions will be, but we'll just have to wait for all that. So what do you think? Did you see Yanni Gord bleeding all over the ice when yeah, they threw him I, out last night? I mean, that's an interesting thing. You know, you said that I, I definitely saw him bleeding. You said, you know, McDavid's playing dirtier and dirtier. He had some pulls on, on – uh, Borgen stick early in the game that that got called a penalty seemed like the refs kind of made I up see for a lot it of by jabs. calling him a He's bogus like, slash know, on him you know yeah cup check and, and then He's you know he cross jabs out yeah Yanni Gore to the I mean, back and I think Yanni dirty. Got, Yanni got a little frustrated and McDavid you know doing some of these underhanded things and then he doesn't want to fight and you know how Yanni likes to mix it up and then yeah, he kind of gets that charging call and unfortunately left his feet. You know, we'll talk a little bit about it later, but yeah, a little, little emotion spill over. These guys are playing hard. They want to win. They knew that game was important. So, uh, yeah, it's something we're going to have to live with and uh, play through in, yep. in these last uh, carry on. games of the season. And carry on. 
Okay, well, we better get into the maelstrom. Let's get into it. The maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom. Okay, three stars of the episode. Uh, kick it off with the third star. Uh, gotta go, Adam Larson. Um, not because he's, he's lighting so up tough. the star sheet. Not because he's lighting up the stat sheet, although he did score a beauty uh, the other night on a breakaway against the Caps. He can dangle, man. You need him in that shootout. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Forehand, backhand. So. But uh, he, he's got a goal and two assists, but it's it's about being solid back there and, and keeping that Ironman streak alive. He got sick uh, in the Penguins game. Or probably the night before, obviously, but he only played halfway through the first period. And then he had to leave because he was sick, and everybody is like, "Oh God, oh no, he's not going to start." But he started the next game and and the game after that. So uh, powering through that sickness and able to to play solid for us on the back end, especially with Vince Dunn being out and Riker Evans having to come up. It's always good to have somebody like Larson for the rookie. You know, some solid. Yeah, standing um, veteran presence. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Lars, the big cat, our third star. The big cat. All right, meow. who's the second star? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a big cat sounds like, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the second star, we're going to split them up. We're going to split this one oh, right we are. down the middle. We're going to share it. Two and a half we're gonna star. We're going to go with uh, Ellie Tolvanen for his... Two goals, three assists, and Jaden Schwartz for his one goal, three assists. Both of them have been showing up. I think uh, I'm going with the Ali Eliani line. Oh, that's up. your nickname? Yeah, that's okay. the one I came up with. That's the best one I can co- go with. Uh, so I, I came Ali up with Eliani. All right, I came up with the recipe. Because oh, the you, recipe. You, yeah, you got the maestro, you got the pepper pot. So you got the cook, the container, and then you got the finish, uh, which is the fin. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and all, you put mm-hmm. all that together, and you got one heck of a recipe. You've got the recipe line. So uh, okay, I like that better. You're, if you're listening out there, let us know what you think, and I'll do a I'll do a, a post about it too. Um, yeah, you know, both of these are good. I think Schwartz in his return, you know, he gets in a goal and an assist, so immediately making an impact, and then it's hard to leave Tolvanen out. I mean, that whole line, Bjorkstrand and Yanni Gord are showing up like crazy, but ever since the streak started, Tolvanen's been kind of an engine uh, all over the place. Uh, he fires some good shots on net. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And yeah. you need guys like that who are not afraid to just fire away. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. Okay, we got first star, and that's Jared McCann. He's been red hot over these last six games. Four goals, three assists. Two did come in the loss to the Rangers, um, but he's coming back in a big way, and it bodes really well for the rest of the season. Uh, Finding a shot and uh, doing it, you know, all over the lineup. Uh, Before Maddie got hurt and went out, you know, he's – Second line, third line, wherever they need him. And then now he's, you know, back up with Ever- Everly and 
you see that chemistry that they have, and uh, it's paying dividends. But he's, yeah, McCann's red hot right now, and, and we really need him with uh, some of the he's things definitely that happened to the last the leading few games. goal scorer since day one. <laughs> yeah, 18 goals now, leading the team. Um, Bjorkstrand is now the point leader with Vince Dunn being out at 36 to, to Dunn's 35. Uh, so... Yeah, and then you got a ton of honorable mentions. Usual suspects, right? Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord, Will Borgen, Ebbs. Ebbs has been on a tear uh, since he had it. that short injury stint. So uh, tons of people that are deserving, um, but those are our three for this episode. All right, well, let's dive into this little road journey that we took. Uh, the Kraken started out the road trip with a momentum on their side following wins against Vegas at the Winter Classic and a few nights later at the Greenhouse against Ottawa. Santa they started is. off strong. Yeah. Started off strong with two goals in the first period from Yanni Gord and Vince Dunn. They pulled away in the second period, piling on three more, coming from Wenberg, Schwartz, and Beneers. Joey Decord saved 36 out of 38 shots. Seattle came through with a 5-2 victory. Keeping yeah. the momentum alive. Yeah, and then it was the Caps. And uh, I think you picked uh, picked us to lose in this game, but that is not what happened, Doug. Uh, I we, was wrong. We was played wrong. solid. We Never been them. so happy to be wrong in my life. Yeah, we were on <laughs> them from the jump. Uh, scored two in the first, winning with his seventh. Uh, Winnie has really come on in this this win streak. Nice to a, see what he can do when he's putting the puck. When he the puts goal, the puck too. on that, I mean, he can really snipe it. It's been really fun to watch, and that was his seventh goal of the season. And he scored one. Well, he scored one last uh, last night against the Oilers. We'll talk about that. On the bad change, <gasps> but yeah, I think um, it's that new white stick he's got. Yes, sir. Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep shooting the puck because it's beautiful. Yeah, nine different players get points and four different goal scorers in this game. And D solid, you know, uh, didn't allow Ovechkin to cook in his kitchen. He did have an assist, but Joey continued that dominant play, allowing one goal. Uh, so that's cracking hockey, baby, for sure. And we ride that into the Blue Jackets game. Um, I called this one a trap game. Uh, I still picked us to win it, but I thought, you know, if there's a team they're going to sleep on, it's this team. And it certainly started like that. It was back and forth in the first trading goal. Uh, Blue Jackets score, we score. Blue Jackets score, we score. So it's tied 2-2 at the end of the first. And by the middle of the second, they'd scored first. And they're up one. Um, but we don't get overwhelmed, uh, even though Joey probably wasn't, you know, on the top of his game in this game and allowed a few softer goals. Uh, we score four unanswered before finishing with a 7-4 victory, but we paid a heavy price in this one. Burakovsky leaves with an injury. Maddie left after a questionable check into the boards where he went uh, head first and ended up on IR later on. So not great, but we're going into the all-star break. So, and then Vince Dunn, you know, gets in a fight defending Maddie. And then, you know, he hasn't played since, 
might be some sickness, but at this point, it's got to be the injury. And so this game, the flu kind of hits the team too, and then things just go downhill. It's a win, but it's kind of like foreboding, you know? <laughs> so Yeah, you could definitely see the intensity pick up throughout the game as, you know, they didn't let up on putting the pucks on net. As you can tell, they, they scored seven goals, so. Yeah, well, it's I one mean, of those games where, you know, things didn't go their way, right? But they battled in the game, and they found a way to, you know, secure the momentum for the majority of that game, you know, moving forward in the second. And definitely, just... and, you know, if you're watching these games, you were riding high right then. Then they rolled into Pittsburgh, yeah. and as you said, the court should have been rested this game. Larson left after the first period with sickness, and Pittsburgh scored three, and the court got shut out. It was tough. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, that's where I'm thinking the questionable – coaching call for me is Decord started some crazy amount of games in a row. You're on the road. He's been playing really well. Let Drieger come in and rest That's probably the one, right? They waited too long. Yeah. They, you, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think we could have seen Drieger go in against Pittsburgh. And to me, it's like. But they, you also had. So many shakeups in the lines. Yeah, yeah. Vince Dunn's out. Matty Bernier's out. Burakovsky's out. Pulling all these guys up and throwing them in there, trying to make it work. And Devin Shore played that game, right? But I don't think he played against New York. Yeah, so I just think it would have been nice for Decord, the way he's been playing, to be well-rested. And then he gets to start in Madison Square Garden. But it was Drieger's second start. Uh, I feel like they kind of fed him to the wolves on this game, just throwing him out there against the Rangers after the shutout in Pittsburgh. By now, Kraken are missing Burkowski, Beniers, Vince Dunn. New York scored first. Everly replied with an assist from Bjorkstrand. You can definitely see how they were shaking up the lines when you see that combo. Right. Uh, But the Rangers scored three straight goals. Kraken lost 5-2. Uh, McCann scored one late there in the end in the third, but not not right. enough. Right. Yeah, it's a shame because you'd like to see us play these guys at full strength and kind of have that like. Oh, definitely. Because test. even pulling, even pulling that that uh, five two. Um, it was a pretty strong game for him. Yeah. It doesn't look like it on the scoreboard, but. Yeah, well, like we said, these guys played hard the whole road trip. Things didn't always go their way here at the end. And that's what happened with the Oilers. I think for me, it was a must win, you know, a division opponent. We really needed one. And we came out red hot in this game against the Oilers last night. And, And we scored the first two goals, but kind of felt like. They went to sleep in the second. They were like, oh, yeah, we've got them. And that's just – this team has way too much firepower for any of that. And in the second, they they blew the doors off. Um, and this is the hottest team in the league right now with 12 wins They're in going, a row yeah. after beating us. And so you have to stay sound in all phases because they'll burn you. And so, you know, we – 
We allow three unanswered goals in the second, and then we have a goal called back at the end of the period. It was a, a sweet Winberg snipe with a, a primary assist from Decord. This long would have tied it up. Well, I watched it this morning. I I saved it. I watched the first period last night. Right, they're up uh-huh. to nothing. Ah. I went to bed first thing this morning. I woke up. I'm having my coffee. I turned on the game. I'm watching it. You know the the replay. And I'm I'm in the living room. Like, Woo! Yeah, you... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I got called back. That was a bummer. Yeah, Yamamoto was offsides. You know what the problem is? I really hate this. Like, can't argue. It's clear on camera he was offsides. But I wish there could be a little bit of like logic to it. You know, the bench is is in your zone. You gotta skate. Whatever, gotta skate to the door. But he was clearly not in the play and not affecting the play. Like him being where he was had no effect on the game. So it's kind of like, ugh, hop over the bench sooner, whatever. But, no, I think that, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, you can't do you gotta, it because then... You got to stay on the right side of the blue line when you make those changes, man. That'll burn you. Yeah. Just like that. It's a it's a lesson for sure, but you know, and I understand you can't He'll never do that again. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do it because it's a gray area and if you allow that then, then like let's refs make Because as soon spot as you decisions as soon as, and, you, as soon as they call the other coach calls for that yeah. offsides, you know, to yeah. to challenge, challenge the play. Yeah. You already know that somebody on their side saw something on the camera that tells them, yeah, because yeah. they're not they're not gonna uh, risk sacrifice it. a power play after, after a goal. If they're wrong, yeah, yeah, after a goal if they're wrong. So it's always you know yeah. once that happens, it's pretty much guaranteed that. But man, yeah, oh, man. It, I mean it was tough because it took the wind out of our sails. I think it might have been a, a totally different third period, and and. Like I we've said this whole time, they battled. They battled in the third period. They just couldn't find any ground, any purchase, and then, you know, stuff starts to boil over and you get that Yanni charging penalty. And, you know, it's love Yanni Gord. And uh, he is, you know, an uh, integral part of this team. But the the NHL is trying to coach that out. He launches, you know, leaves his feet and he clips the guy. Well, he's also got he's got a very particular style of play too, yeah. where he he's an agitator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's the one who lost his cool this time a little bit. Um, yeah. It doesn't yeah, happen because often. He, was, he, you know, and that's that's the thing. If you're out there every night, night after night, agitating. Yeah. Then it's gonna come back around on you, and you've seen it more than once this season where he's left to go back to the locker room. When yeah. He's three had game misconducts and yeah, 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 absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. so, and I mean, it's, I mean, it's, and all, all I can say is like, he's got a very particular style of play, you know? Yeah. Because well, he's, he's productive yeah. and, and he's, you gotta love him. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't think it was malicious. I don't think he's trying to injure no, the guy. No, but... no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so either. And like, I think that even a lot of the agitating he does, none of it is malicious. Yeah. And I think that I think that that check on Eckholm is a lot like what you saw in the playoffs against Colorado, where you saw that check on McCann. Yeah. Right. Who was it? McKinnon. No, it was McCarr. McCarr. Boo! Yeah, yeah, yeah right? It's, <laughs> but, it's, but it's the same type of play. Things get heated, you know, and in the moment, it happens. Pardon my French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I'm sure Yanni's going to course correct. And, and the best part about Yanni is you don't have to worry. He's not a dirty player. He's and he when he comes back he's gonna live right on that line again, and uh, most of the time he finds himself on the right side of the line. So unfortunate, but yeah, and, he was and a- and 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 along with the rest of the players on his team like Brandon Tanev and and you know a lot Vince of the Dunn. other guys. He's he's we're a high energy team. Yeah, it's high octane. It's a fast sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, these things will happen. Yeah. So he he was suspended, like you said, and he was fined fifty three thousand um, dollars. So he's going to be sitting. So. Yeah. So those were the games. Our predictions were close. Um, I got one, two, three, four right. I called the Penguins lost, but then I missed on the Rangers and the Oilers. You got one, two, three right. You missed on the Caps. Um, yeah, and the called the Rangers, Rangers, and you missed on the Oilers. You got the Blue Jackets, so right, right. Yeah, you know, fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes when you're trying to guess yeah. what's going to happen in the future. Usually, right. it either happens or it doesn't. Happen. Can't always get them all right <laughs> like you did last time, though. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> all right. Um, should we do? Game predictions for this uh, next stand of five games? Shoot, I'm game. All right. So we've got Toronto. So we got a four-game homestand against Toronto, the Blackhawks, the Blues, the Blue Jackets, and then at the San Jose Sharks. I'm going with wins against Toronto, the Blackhawks, the Blues. Then we lose to the Blue Jackets. And then we uh, win against the Sharks. Okay, I got some similar similar predictions here for you, but I'm going with a loss against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Since I just heard about Austin Matthews's hat trick, like 900 hat trick of the season or whatever it is. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with a win against the Blackhawks, win against the Blues, win against the Blue Jackets, win. I'm going four in a row. Win against the Sharks. We lose to Toronto. We take four wins in a row. So we Coming for, back on for a big you street. we drop four and then we win four. Okay. Yeah. So our differences are Toronto <laughs> and the Blue Jackets. So I'm going with a win. I want to stop the three game skid. And uh I think coming home, the boys are ready. It's gonna be a really tough game, but I think we pull out the win against Toronto. Joey's rested. And the other one that I'm like worried about too is actually the Blues. 
seem to play the blues yeah, pretty I was tough. sure about that. It's like one. a grinders game, you know. Always. Um, Every whole, year. You know, the one thing I will say about Toronto is I hope that like I hope Vince Dunn is back. Really want Vince Dunn back in the back end and for offensive help in this game. So we'll see. And then the difference for me, I guess, with the Blue Jackets is I know how we played them the last time, and it seems like it's those they are just a team that that's how we play, like like the LA Kings, like seven to nine or whatever. For some reason, they seem to get the upper hand off. So we'll see. But uh, both of us are thinking, you know, at least four wins coming out of here so that's good we need the points we need to beat the sharks if we do lose we make it to overtime at least right right no overtime times in these predictions though so no no overtimes in these predictions though all right couple more pieces of news and then we'll get out of here grubauer was put on long-term ir freeing up five million in cap space or cap relief a lot of moves had to be made for injuries and different things so you think this is just related to um, you know moving players around and and things like that, or do you think this is more of a uh, let's stuff them in long term IR and bring them back in the playoffs when it doesn't matter type of move and let Joey keep running the reins? I mean, if Grubauer is healthy and he comes back, people are gonna start talking about like why isn't Gru playing? Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Well, We're paying him five billion dollars. I don't think they would put him on long-term IR. I think he's got some kind of injury going on. Necessitates a little more attention. And I'm guessing that's probably it for... I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and make another bold prediction here and say that's probably the last we'll see Grubauer this season. You think so? I don't so? think anybody's said that, but if they're putting him on long-term right now and we got the All-Star break, we're looking at the All-Star break. Yeah, but we still got like 38 games to play. Oh, it's a long time. I, I think I, mean, I think it would be tough to make a decision. I guess it depends on how. All of February, looks. all of March, all of April, before the playoffs. Not all of April, half of April. But you're, you're talking about 75 days. 10 weeks. Ten weeks. A broken broken bone usually takes six to six to six eight. Six to eight. I think Four it's to six, a, six to eight. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I don't know. I'm I don't. I just the thing is, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bring him back right as the team's going into the playoffs. If we're looking, if we're still looking like we've got a chance at making the playoffs, well, putting him in after a big bad injury like that might be a gamble. You know, unless you want him there. You know, instead of Drieger, in case Joey can't handle the pressure or whatever. There you go. You know? Yep. That's what I said. It just depends on how Drieger looks out there. Yeah. Yeah, we threw him to the Wolves against the Rangers, but he looked pretty solid in his first start. I Yeah, so. I have a feeling that's not the last we see of Chris Drieger this season. Yeah. Well, no, at this rate, no. Of course not. He's going to have to play a bunch more times. Um, Got to give Joey a break, man. Uh, okay. And he's gonna start. He's gonna start heating up. You'll see. Landlord's gonna heat up. He's gonna win a few games. He'll get a shutout this season too. Nice. I'm in. I'm in for all anything the landlord wants to do. I'm in. Pay rent, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pay rent. Um, last game of January is obviously the the thirtieth against the Sharks. Uh, and then we have the All Star break, so there isn't another game till February 10th at 
at Philadelphia. So we're going to have a, a big break in here, but maybe we uh, do a quickie all-star episode or something like that, or uh, come back, you know, right after the all-star game and, and do a prediction, see where we're at. So, it, but it, it's, it's a long break from, from regular hockey. It is. Back. It's, it's always, uh, it's always a sad time of the year. <laughs> the all-star break <laughs> so prepare prepare for watching people in in street clothes doing trick shots and all sorts yeah. of weird stuff have you seen those jerseys the carl's jr nhl all-star <laughs> jerseys no. no they are uh, they are not good duck no i believe it this Ch- doesn't check them good. out they are <laughs> dude, i wish i'm gonna, I'm gonna look had, it up right now i could I could come up with that design. Oh, that is lame. Yeah. Red, white, blue, and yellow. Yellow. It's like killing me. Oh, and they boy. let the they let the they let the fans be in like total control and only like four defenders got voted into the whole All Star game. I mean, it's an offensive thing anyway. They want just a bunch of goals being scored, so maybe it's all hmm. part of the plan, but no, it's kind of wild. I mean, yeah, it is kind of wild. I think they should try. They should keep trying some different formats. I think they're having some trouble yeah. like the NFL. Sometimes the All-Star like, game can be pretty fun. Yeah. And then other times it's like, why are they, why, why are they wasting their time? I think they should let uh, – they should do what football's kind of done in recent times where they let like veterans like be the coach and, and pick the teams and stuff like that, you know? So you get like uh Wayne Gretzky, like legends, you know, Yammer Yager, and they like pick from the all stars, like backyard hockey or whatever. Mm, that's and, a good idea. And they should play that game outside, you know? Whatever. In Vegas, I just heard, I just read a thing that said that after Vegas, after the Winter Classic in Seattle, Vegas is saying that they want to host it sometime in the not so distant future, soon. The problem so, is they can do, they can do it <laughs> if they time it exactly right, and the jet stream changes and the cold air goes down there. It snowed last year down there. Well, I think you could <laughs> probably manage to keep a sheet of ice frozen in the desert. For three hours, you gotta. I, so bet you, that, I bet you we have the technology. That as a has to be human a, beings. It has to be a night game. They gotta play it at like nine at night, mm, mm. and then the, the temperature will drop. It's Vegas. You can yeah. do it at midnight. Yeah, it's Vegas, baby. Yeah. Vegas, so baby. there you go. Anyway, that's do it at midnight, New Year's Eve. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um. Okay. Last thing we got to touch on, Valerie Nachuskin enters the NHL Player Assistant Program. So, if you remember, Doug, Valerie Nachuskin was found to have a drunk or, like, overdose. They said, drank too much alcohol and overdosed woman in his room. The lady in his room. Yeah, and uh, she had to be helped. You know, they they couldn't put her in an Uber because they thought she had OD'd drank too much alcohol she just was she not was into it wasted yeah. and uh that became like a bugaboo and Nichuskin disappeared he didn't play at all in the rest of the series 
and it's all been kind of hush hush. The team doctor for the Avs said, you know, there wasn't anything to investigate. Nothing happened. And the Seattle kind of police department was like, okay. And so nothing really came of it, but there was, you know, there was all this sort of wild stuff. Like she said that, you know, she's from Russia, born in Ukraine and that people had her passport and she was a prisoner or whatever. Like she couldn't go anywhere yeah, or do anything. I remember. It was really wild. It was and crazy. I, I don't want to pile on Valerie Nechuskin. thing. You just end up like speculating when you hear stuff like that because they don't really feed you a lot of details. Yeah, and it's not, it's actually not Valerie Nechuskin's fault, but the Seattle Police Department should have done a full investigation into what occurred so that they could have some answers. Because where we sit now is unfortunately you have a, a player who enters an assistance program, which makes people think like, okay, he doesn't have all his T's crossed and his I's dotted. So maybe there's more to this story that we never got any answers about and which he won't talk about and the team doesn't want him to talk about. So it, it, it doesn't look good. I hope he gets all the help he needs, but I kind of put it back on the Seattle Police Department to, to do a thorough investigation and not just trust a team doctor who, by the way, does not work for the team anymore and oh, is subject to you know rich. client <laughs> uh whatever patient confidentiality agreements so it's kind of a wild one i don't know what do you think doug i don't know i it's you know it's it begs the question what is going on with valerie nachuskin yeah and just what happened that night and and just what happened that night exactly and, and exactly. why is it that we continue to fail to like protect people? They, they, on, on a on a parallel thing going on in the NHL, do you hear about Corey Perry might be getting let back in? Uh, no, really. So Corey Perry just had a meeting with uh, Batman, the commish. The commish. Yeah, and they're talking about letting him back in after the big scandal in Chicago where. No one knew what happened, right? Right. They didn't say anything. They just said something happened. Ah. Yeah, and all those crazy rumors came out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But nobody tells you anything about what actually happened or what you know what I mean. They just kinda like let sleeping dogs lie, wait a month, and now teams are uh scouting for them. Yeah, hopefully none take the bait. Let sleeping dogs lie, man. You know what's really interesting to me? And talk about like people reapplying or whatever. Joel Quinville has not reapplied to come back into the league. No, haven't haven't seen him. So haven't seen or heard from Coach Q. Yeah. But did you hear about Bedard broke his jaw? Oh yeah, that was during this stretch where we had it had hadn't happened yet. Yeah, well, I saw. I mean, too. I saw that. I, you know, people were up in arms about that hit, but it was clean. And I don't even think he really hit the guy. It's it's a big guy. Connor Bedard's a little kid. You know what I mean? It just you got big guy, little kid. Yeah, it was just a bang bang play, and guys, you know, your face is in the the wrong place. Right in the open ice, caught with his head down. Boom, bam, boom. The guy's two times taller than he is. So it's like his chin comes right up to his shoulder. Yeah, perfect height. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. Obviously, he's 
the rookie sensation in the league, and now he's going to miss eight weeks or whatever it is, and he's going to have to he's going to want to wear a cage, I'm sure, for a while. Um, yeah, they're gonna he's going to pop back. I mean, you'll yeah. see him sooner sooner. I think you'll see him real soon, but but uh, he will definitely have that full cage on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hockey players, man. You'll see them sooner than you think, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you imagine six to eight weeks for a fractured jaw, but yeah. they figure as long as he's got the full cage on, he's good. All I know is I I got injured playing football in high school, and I never, you know, stupid injuries, but I never blamed the guy I, I was hitting or who hit me. I was like, this is contact, man. And unless it's like belligerently obvious which it wasn't to me it's just part of the game and like maddie had to do in the off season you know bedard's gonna have to go in and add some muscle and he's gonna have to keep his head on a swivel and and all these things you know yep he won't make that mistake again yeah not like mcdavid who complains about getting legally checked because he's the best guy is so dirty yeah, he's... With the cup checking and the stick it's, jabbing. It's interesting because I think it's just one of those things when you reach a certain level, it's like you know you can get away with some things because people... You know what? Refs are looking just, for people to foul you, you know, because you're so good. It's like Michael Jordan. I was Jordan, thinking about this know, the other day. I always, you know, like, my for the entire time I've watched hockey or paid attention to hockey my whole life or whatever... Like, you know, I've always, like, really just hated these guys, like Sid Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Like, the really, like, the the, <laughs> pe- the guys that everybody thinks are, like, just the best. Best things I just sliced bread. I cannot stand them. I can never stand them. <laughs> I love mm. to see them lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not just, I mean, part of you just wants the underdogs, right? Part of you just can't stand to see, like, you know, someone shine so hard or whatever. It's like, honestly, once these guys are getting... All Once that attention gone. and fanfare and the the endorsements, right? And the money's rolling in, and they're buying the fancy cars and everything else. Like you could just see the attitude change in these guys. You could see it, <laughs> yeah. right? And I think you see like, I don't know, McDavid's playing dirty. Yeah, you know, I kind of look at this like <laughs> the Patriot way, where if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And, you know, he's found a way to get away with some stuff. I w- like, dirty is yeah, pretty, it always depends on the coach. It pretty always depends harsh. on the coach. Yeah. I would say underhanded for me. Like, okay. you know, he's not out here being being dirty to me. But he is definitely, he's definitely doing things he knows are not legal. And But he, and he, but he knows he can get away with them. You know what I mean? Like, pulling on Borgen's stick and then getting Borgen called. It's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's nonstop tripping guys, hooking guys, and then he guys, won't fight. You know, and that's the thing that guys. frustrates everyone. He breaks this, every you know? rule in the book in one game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it is what it is. Get him out of here! Come I on, see him crying, crying on the ice. I don't Somebody know, man. Some of that stuff, like <laughs> I hated on Brady for a long time. But as it got to the twilight of his career, I was like, oh, miss him when he's gone, you know? The competition level is yeah. just different 
and, and uh, I, I th- you know, and I can see, I can see guys it's... like Alex Ovechkin and Sid Crosby nowadays yeah. getting to be more like underappreciated, and you know, like well, and people the... don't, people don't like give show them the respect that the, is due for yeah. all they've done for the sport and everything. And I understand all that, I do, but when mm-hmm. it's when it's them beating the crap out of your team, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Do I hate him? Yeah. The other thing about it is, too, is when you beat him, it's like that much sweeter. Like, yeah, we beat McDavid, dry Zaydo. You know, but if people are like, well, McDavid was sick that day, so it doesn't even count, really. (laughs) Dang it. Mm, I just want to beat him. Like, yeah, anytime any team beats Tom Brady, they're like, see, we beat him. Yeah, it's celebration time. Anyway. Any uh, anything else before we let them? I think that's it. I think that's a perfect note to end on. Wait, wait, wait! Sports Illustrated laid off their entire staff. Did you hear about this? Wow, no, I didn't. It is kind of crazy. I mean, every kid I know who's into sports, I mean, grew up with Sports Illustrated, uh, and it's swimsuit edition. <laughs> that didn't take long, Doug. <laughs> For the swimsuit edition to come out. It's not just that though. I mean, they helped bring all sorts of different, you know, sports into the forefront. No, it's a Curling, it's a legendary magazine publication. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's up there with, you know, Time and and publications like that. And so to to wake up and hear that the entire staff has been laid off is crazy. I mean, Hopefully, it doesn't fold and just disappear. But uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much chaos. Maybe they're just laid off for the winter. <laughs> yeah, some people know what that's all about, huh, Doug? We're we're tired. Yeah. We'll we're gonna pick things up in April during baseball season. Yeah, early spring, early spring. Yeah, so that's a developing story that. Uh, you know, even though this is a cracking wow, podcast, the, it's you worth know, mentioning. the internet has shaken things up, especially when it comes to, you know, news and um, the media. Like, uh, you know, you think about back in the day growing up, everybody was reading newspapers and magazines and, you know, watching TV shows on cable or whatever. Right. And now, you know what I mean? Like, it looks the the whole... The whole landscape looks so much different. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, Who hard knows? to know the inner workings, but uh, I think That's sad crazy. news. They laid off everybody. A lot of people losing their jobs, and you don't lay off everyone if everything's going well. That's for sure. So, no, um, sorry, you don't. We will watch that out of the corner of our eye while we're watching Kraken hockey, huh, Doug? That's right, we will. Okay, well, let's go, Kraken. Let's uh, take this four-game homestand. Our intro music is by the Zambonis. Our outro music is by Stompin' Tom Connors. Check them out. We would love to hear from you, so tweet us at Kraken Captains. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, tell your friends. Give us a like on Spotify or wherever you listen. Follow us on social media and shout us out. Keep your heads up because another episode is coming real Real soon. soon. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. 
The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.